This is Excerpts from Experts, the insightful, informative Ambit Energy podcast that lets you listen in on business building tips and insights from top field leaders, updates and news from Ambit's corporate team, product previews, and more. Hello, everyone. This is Eric Johnstone, and I am joined with um, Daryl Starkweather, and we are very excited to be a part of the July podcast today. And I think the, the most exciting part is we have a very special guest joining us today that we're going to be able to ask some questions. I know you're going to be very excited to hear from. Hey, Eric. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to be back for our second uh, podcast of kind of this uh, new, fresh relaunch. I and mean, really what I love about this setup is how we just get to have honest conversations, right? It's not a commercial for anything. It's just talking with uh, different leaders within our company and the industry so that everybody can learn a little bit. And, you know, it's a, yeah, I'm also excited that uh, Sydney Senior is a part of this podcast. You know, as you know, that we've had the privilege of reporting to her and being part of her marketing organization, you know, since uh, Ambit uh, came on board and it's been really eye-opening and it's probably been the most transforming part of my role in the last, you know, six to nine months is really learning uh, the differences between, you know, how to truly market and what matters to a customer and how we can apply that to the Ambit business. And so I think the first thing we ought to do is I think there's a lot of new consultants that have joined since the acquisition and really in just the last couple of weeks in, in Sydney. I think it would be a great benefit if you could just kind of introduce yourself and, and tell us a little bit about you and, and what you do. Right. Well, thank you, Daryl and Eric. I'm very excited to be here and be a part of this. Uh, I've, like you, Daryl, I feel like it's, I've been privileged to have both you and Eric join the team. I've learned probably more from you guys than you've learned from me, but I appreciate the kind words in the setup. So uh, I think I shared it simulcast back in January. It feels like years ago, but it's only been a few short months. I shared that my path in the energy space um, has been an interesting one, and I really never expected to find myself here. You know, when I was young, I mentioned that I thought I'd grow up to be an orthodontist and then a professional wrestler. And I spent an awful lot of time on the academic path, ultimately getting my PhD and even teaching at the university level for a while. Um, you know, a few twists and turns along the way. I'm closing in on 15 years in the utility industry. You know, that's what someone called the world's second oldest profession. Um, you know, those of us in the utility and energy sector might get a stodgy reputation because people say that, you know, half our energy comes from fossils and half of our workforce looks like one, but that's an unfair characterization because I think you guys would attest that we're just as fun and innovative as anyone. And I'll have to say that all that schooling wasn't a waste of time because I found that my advanced analytics background really helps in the conference room just as much as my psychology and deviant behavior studies have helped in my interactions with Eric. I wish I had had that degree. I need that too. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that, Sydney. And I can tell all of our (laughs) listeners here that um, it has definitely been, been fun. We're not losing any fun by being, being a part of of Vista. I can tell you that. And um, Sydney's a big reason behind that. So our marketing department is still, still tons of fun. Um, and but you know since the acquisition way back in November, um, you know there's been a lot of talk about us, us being Ambit in relation to them, them being Vistra. You know I know I've been guilty of it as well. But you know 
what I always love is you've always focused on the we, we being all together. So do you mind expounding on, on that a little bit, you know, exactly what you mean? Yeah, you know, Eric, you're exact, exactly right. I've heard this from both the consultant side and the corporate side. And this one really hits home with me because, you know, believe it or not, I know how you feel. And it's completely natural, to be honest. It's just the tribal nature of humans that you know, we like to stick with our crew and see others as outsiders. And in reality, our retail marketing team, the team that you know, was in existence before you guys joined us, we went through this first back in 2016 when the corporate parent company, Vistra, moved into our retail building. So you know, the retail team had created its own culture and we were living in what we kind of saw as our own little treehouse. While the parent company had its own culture and office in downtown high-rise buildings. And so when they moved to what was the retail team's building, it literally was like your parents moving into your tree house. So there were a lot of adjustments and there were some of those us versus them types of, of, of attitudes and behaviors that went on then. And it happened again when we bought Dynagy and brought the Dynagy team in. And again, we bought Prius. And once again, when we brought Ambit. So I know how everyone's feeling because I've been there, go through it as well. But, you know, for the folks who see Vistra as this monolithic gray blob of corporate policies and mission statements, we do have some good mission statements, by the way, but I would, I would ask that you give it a chance and you'll see a very diverse group of people from literally every state, every background who are very passionate about being the best culture and the best energy provider for their customers. And a lot of us, you know, on this call are probably from Texas. So you've probably heard the saying, I wasn't born in Texas, but I got here as quickly as I could. You know, we're, we're kind of proud of Vistra in the same way. And we hope people grow to feel the same way about the Vistra family. And we really want to do the best for our people and for our customers. And when I think about the two, you guys, you've been sucked into the mothership a lot more than most. And I hope you've seen that we are a passionate competitive group and we'd like to have fun as much as we like to win in the marketplace. And I hope you felt welcomed into the family and not treated like some weird cousin, you know, who comes over once a year and you have to sit outside a fishing drool. But um, something that both of you guys have mentioned to me since joining our Vistra team is you now have seven new peers who all support and champion competitive brands Yet you guys have said that you've always felt that those people were working with you, not against you to achieve our collective success for Ambit. And that's a testament to the number of mergers and acquisitions that the team's gone through and that we've learned we're better working together and competing together than against one another. So, you know, one of the things I think we've all seen as a result of the COVID lockdown is that many of our consultant groups have evolved from that tribal team approach to, you know, every team for themselves to joining forces and leveraging one another's strengths and capabilities for the greater good of all teams as well. So I, Eric, you're right. It, it's, it's been something that's always on my mind. I think that we've come a long ways and I just, I'm very excited for us to become the we on many levels. You know, Cindy, I'm glad you mentioned the tribal part of that because, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's, um, you know, my day one at Ambit uh, felt like kind of a homecoming, and it's just because of the people. 
And day one with Vistra felt the same way. Uh, never expected the open arms, the collaboration, the teamwork that happened immediately uh, when you think of the word acquisition. Um, you think new rules, new ways of doing things, and, and, and we're getting new ways of doing things, but it's, it's based on collaboration and teaming up uh, experience and knowledge from, from multiple, multiple groups. And it's just been a tremendous experience for me personally, and I know for Eric as well in our teams. Uh, but let's talk about some of the new stuff that's going on. So, you know, simulcast, it came out and talked about, you know, one of the commitments were that we weren't going to hold up announcements and things for big events that when it's ready, it's ready and taking advantage of really different seasons throughout the year to maximize performance and sales and give consultants the best chance of success and you know, so a couple of things that have happened since, and these are primarily for the Texas market, but, you know, that's for now, is we rolled out two new products. You know, the first being secure savings, and then the second one being, you know, our very first feature-rich product, Summer Break. But both, as different as they are, have been hugely successful. And for, you know, a group that's maybe been focused on rate alone for so long, to have the success that we're seeing with Summer Break has been really exciting. And so, you know, I think it'd be interesting to talk about, you know, how do we, as we move forward, kind of determine which products resonate with customers and, and what they're looking for and how do we kind of apply that knowledge? Sure. You know, Daryl, I think successful retail marketing really starts with truly knowing that end customer, that end consumer, and knowing what they're really looking for not just shoving at them the stuff you want them to buy and, and recognizing that, that those of us, uh, that all of us, including everyone on this call, not just the three of us, it, we're much closer to the industry than the average consumer, meaning we don't naturally think like the average consumer. So we've got to get away from, from thinking that we do. So we employ a lot of techniques to get the pulse of the customer. Things like, you know, we listen to calls that come into the sales and service centers we research, do research surveys to uncover people's needs and attitudes. We do focus groups in our home office to hear customers and consultants firsthand. Uh, when done right, these, taxes, ta these tactics really lead us to discoveries about customers' needs and motivators. And we try to address those with a product offer. You know, the two that you, you mentioned there, Secure Savings and Summer Break, are two perfect examples of just that. You know, we, we know that one product is not going to be all things to all customers. Different customers, different prospective customers have different needs. And so we've identified about five different segments that we're building a product portfolio around to serve those unique needs. Summer savings is for those folks who see really high summer bills and want to really get a break from those, those high summer bills because of usage. Secure savings is for that group of people who want to feel like they've gotten a really good deal and that they know that if you're, they're going to be using more, they're actually going to get a lower energy rate, but that, that savings is locked in for the long term. Two different segments of folks, but two very specific features that are meaningful to those segments. So, you know, when it's done right, the results speak for themselves. And kudos to the Ambit, to the Ambit Nation for uh, all the efforts that they've put into 
adopting and, and, and presenting out these new products. We have over 60,000 customers and counting on those two new products that we launched. And that's within the first six weeks. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. Well, yeah, you, you mentioned, you mentioned our, um, you know, volunteer army that that's out there and, you know, we, we love them, you know, I, real quick, I think, you know, being a part of Vistra, um, you know, as our, our company, see, I was paying attention, Sydney, our, our company, Vistra, um, you know, it's just the entrepreneurial spirit within, you know, people, you, you really do have an opportunity to come in every day and roll your sleeves up and make a difference. And, and you have the, the tools. It's a big company, but I, I, I still feel that, you know, it, we're nimble enough to be able to make changes and to get things done to kind of help, you know, help our consultants with the, with the opportunity. But, you know, and then it's a perfect partnership, that entrepreneurial spirit with what our consultants do. Because as you've said, they, they have proven that they can go out and, and do what they do best. And that's share the opportunity and bring in, a, you know, a lot of customers if, if they have something that they can sell. So, you know, with all those customers coming into the, into the door, you know, one of the things that I've been, you know, very excited about is just how Bistra, how we take care of those customers. Um, you know, and so that's very important for their residual and their longevity and their business. So could you talk a little bit about, you know, the process of, of, of how once those customers come in the door, um, you know, we love them and take care of them just as our consultants do. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that we think about um, differently from a lot of uh, companies, Eric, is customer service versus customer experience. You know, service is something that a company does, whereas experience is the way a company makes a customer feel. So think about it in terms of, you know, customer service, it's a five-minute call to change your credit card number. Um, but you'll hear us use the term customer experience because it's really about that end-to-end journey that a customer goes through at, that really shapes how they feel about the brand and the different products that they're on. You know, that, that customer service call is important, but if we fail to delight the customer at any point, any interaction during our life cycle with that, it influences their opinion. So, We've got to look at things like, can customers easily understand which plan is best for them? Can they find what they're looking for on our website? Does our messaging feel personalized and tailored to them? Or is it kind of ambiguous and tone deaf? You know, top-tier, all-encompassing experience is really, it's a high bar, but we hold our team to high standards in delivering just that, and we've been recognized for it. Back in 2018, Forrester Research noted that our passion for our customers and, and highlighted us in, in one of their white papers, I mean, we truly are a customer-obsessed culture, right alongside Target, which was very exciting. You don't see many utilities, energy companies up there besides a brand like Target being noted for being a customer-obsessed culture. But that culture and those best practices, they don't happen overnight. And I'm very excited and look forward to us building that same level of experience for Ambit customers, as with some of our other brands that we've spent time on developing. You know, frankly, Eric, there, and I'm not, I'm not telling you anything new, there are a lot of opportunities with the Ambit end user experience. And I am so excited and I'm so proud of all the work that both you and Daryl's teams have done in auditing that end-to-end Ambit customer and consultant experience so that we can fix some of those gaps and most importantly, we get it right before we launch additional offers and products into some of our markets. We want to make sure that we've got it right before we bring more customers into the fold. 
we we call this effort Formula One, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal anybody's thunder, but Formula One is a true game changer, and it's something I know we are all excited to share more about at Ambition. But I get goosebumps when I just think about all the great work that you guys have done and and things that are that are coming to bear as a result of all that hard work. Yeah, Formula One's. Um... You know, it was something new to us, but man, what a kind of game changer it's been. Um, and as Sydney mentioned, at Ambition, we get to go in detail on, on what that is and really maybe list out a lot of the wins that have come out of that experience. And it's just looking through the eyes of a customer or consultant and finding anything and everything that can improve the experience. And it's amazing what's come to light that we just kind of glossed over because we never paid attention to it. And so um, a lot of great progress, excited uh, and speaking of changes, you know, I think what's the old saying, the only thing that's constant is change. And, you know, the energy market today is not what it was a year ago. It's certainly not what it was in 2006 when Ambit started. It's not what it was in 2010 or 14. And I'm guessing it's not going to be the same in 2021 or, or ahead. So uh, I'm just kind of interested from your point of view, since you've been, you know, in this space for 15 years, you said, you know, how have you seen energy markets, you know, change in, in the different deregulated markets and really how you have to kind of market to the different consumers? Yeah, it's a great question, Daryl. I could go on for, for hours <laughs> about the changes and how the, the markets evolve. But, you know, if I had to describe the retail markets in one word, that word would be competitive. If I had to describe it in two, it would be insanely competitive. You know, I know that everybody on this call knows that there are over 60 different retailers competing for customers in any given market. So to answer your question of how do you market a commodity and how has that evolved over time? I think it really helps to understand the difference between sales and marketing. Now sales is all about rational reasons, whereas marketing is more about the emotional reasons to choose a brand or a product. And I found over the years and through a hard a lot of hard lessons learned and lessons learned the hard way that to sell a commodity, you have to have a balanced approach between the rational and the emotional reasons. You know, companies that are all about the rational when it comes to marketing inevitably hit a ceiling. You, you, you mentioned the word feature rich earlier, Daryl. You know, that term feature rich is a term that we've been using a lot to describe some of the new offers that we've brought to market in Texas and are going to be bringing to some of our Midwest and Northeast states. In reality, the term feature rich is really just marketing emotional benefits of an offer rather than the rational characteristics like a price point in the term. We, you, you guys know this, we track a number of our, of our competitor brands in the market and their brand health. Brand loyalty is a metric that we, that we track as an indicator of brand health. And it's really customers to say they're willing to stay there, stay with their company for the next 12 months. What we see time and time again, consistently and persistently, the companies that are selling rationally on rates alone have the lowest brand loyalties. Less than a third of those customers say they'll be with their companies for the next 12 months because they're selling on rate. So in a business where you're earning residual income, customer loyalty is really the name of the game. But one of the observations and admirations that I have about the Ambit Network is the way in which the opportunity is presented to future consultants. I think I mentioned that my first 
ambition, I was, I was completely blown away and I felt inspired and I felt so many emotions. Uh, but, but if you think about the way that the opportunity is presented to future consultants, it's focused on the emotional benefits of becoming a consultant, the freedom it gives, the opportunity for certain, for certainty in these uncertain times. So positioning the emotional benefits gets people's attention and it locks them in. Yet historically and somewhat ironically, we tend to get very rational when it comes to selling the end product to our end customer. Uh, here's your rate, here's your target. So what we're working towards is extending that emotional approach that we use so successfully with our consultant presentations to our existing and prospective customers to create a better customer experience and long-term customer loyalty. So, you know, you ask how things have changed. Things that have changed a lot for some brands who have learned to sell on that emotional approach and capitalize on that. We, on the other hand, are coming forward by focusing on the emotional benefits of our brand and the products that we're offering. Well, Sydney, that's, um, that's you know, that's why I, we learned so much, you know, from working with Vistra and working with you with your experience and everything. So, you know, I'm going to put in a shameless plug here, though, because that's what I, it's what I do. You know, we've got ambition coming up, which, which you mentioned, and you know, we're excited about this, you know, virtual experience, but I want to let all the listeners know here on this podcast that um, Sydney's going to be a part of that um, as well. And she's going to bring a lot of, lot more wealth and of knowledge and, and information, you know, on the industry to, to that. So um, we want to make sure that, you know, we know Sydney's going to be a part of it. So we'll make sure all of our listeners are part of ambition as well. So if you haven't read yet, get, be a part of that and, and come and hear more about, you know, what's, what's happening with, within, within our company Vistra and, and, you know, how it, how you can use it to, to to better benefit your business. So that's my shameless plug, Daryl. So there you go. Yeah. And I think that may have been the first time Sydney heard that she's, uh, she's presenting something. So glad <laughs> to, uh, to lock you into that. <laughs> that's, that's why you guys organize this podcast today. Uh, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm very excited. Better to ask forgiveness than permission. I think is, <laughs> is how we operate. No, I mean, I think, cause I learn something new every day and, and I hope that our consultants do as well. I think, this is a tremendous, uh, you know, call and discussion uh, for tenured consultants uh, as well as brand new consultants because they need to know the company they're partnering with. You know, this is a partnership. It's a relationship. Um, every day they go out and they put the reputation on the line uh, to build a business and to acquire friends and family. And, you know, I, I would want to feel comfortable with the company that, that I'm representing and a part of. And, you know, Eric and I have said a lot of times, and, and I hope the new people can hear it through this call that, you know, committed to growth, committed to change. And a lot of it's going to come through innovation. And we have more resources today than we've ever had before. Uh, I am personally have never been more excited about the future and, and growth and what we can do together. Uh, to grow this opportunity and changes will happen. And, and those you can't, you know, change, no pun intended, but you can navigate better and through innovation and, and knowledge and technology. I think we're going to, we're going to win this and we're going to do it together. So, you know, I thank you, Sydney, for, for what you've taught us since we've come on board and, and what's being put down uh, to build a, a new solid foundation uh, for the consultants and their customers and, um, I hope everybody hears it and takes advantage of it and gets excited and gets out there and, and build your business. And now's the time and get that team registered for ambition. That will be my shameless plug. 
is you got to be there. You know, we've always said it. Those who win are the, those who have the most people at ambition. And there's no excuse for anybody to not be at ambition this year. It's, it's all virtual. So we're going to make it easy as possible. And it's going to be a, a virtual experience like no other. So you need to be there and be a part of it. And we'll have a ton of more information and training and education for you. And so um, we look forward to bringing all of that to you real soon. Thanks, Sydney. Thank you, guys. All right. We'll see you. Y'all have a great day. And we'll see you at the next podcast.